And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. Summer is just around the corner and there's no better time to head to Walt Disney World to enjoy all the magic. And Away With Me Travel is here with a brand new opportunity to make sure you experience all the magic Disney Parks has to offer. So right now, when you book your summer vacation with Away With Me Travel in any deluxe resort for a three-day package or longer, we will automatically upgrade your Hopper Pass to a premium Hopper Plus Pass. The Hopper Plus Pass brings so many new adventures to your Disney vacation. From the amazing Disney water parks, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, to ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex, Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course, the Nine Hole Walking Course, and also the amazing miniature golf courses on site. There's so much magic for your family to experience this summer through Away With Me Travel and at the Disney parks. So be sure to get a hold of Justin or Jamie at show at awaywithmetravel.com. We hope to hear from you soon. And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. (laughs) Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That we all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by my brother here, Mike. What's up, bud? What's going on, man? It's been a long time. We haven't been able to uh, chat like we normally do. Someone I know was down in Disney World. I was enjoying every minute of watching you guys explore the park, hang out with uh, some Disney Dad's family. Um, You know, I was pretty jealous. You know, you guys are spamming me with pictures. We got to see a lot of good pictures in the Facebook group, but, you know, there's a lot of personal ones that you guys are sending me throughout the day. And um, I got to tell you, I was pretty upset that I couldn't join you guys. But that being said, you had some amazing experiences, and I kind of got a consolation prize because when you came back, you convinced this other gentleman that's going to be with us tonight, one of our Disney brothers, someone that we love very much, to come on the show tonight and talk about one of your amazing experiences, and that is none other than our good friend, our brother, Rick Reagan. Well, Rick, welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad to have you. If I had to miss the guys for a couple of days, at least I got to come back and have the show with you. So, uh, Rick, what's going on tonight? How are you? Oh, thank you so much. I'm doing great up here in the frozen tundra. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, what a culture shock, huh? From Florida in the uh, 70s to uh, below 70, I'm sure, where you are. Uh, yeah, it was like 12 degrees today. Oh, 77 here today. And I, you know what? And we're missing uh, we're missing the other big guy, Jay. He's still down at Disney partying it up, and uh, I know it's really nice down there today. Uh, Rick, man, so happy to have you. I had the pleasure of spending some quality time with you while we were down there and uh, really having a lot of fun. Um, but I got to ask you both, you know, before we uh, get into the a lot about Disney, we like to do the thing a little about us. And I got to ask, how was your Super Bowl Sunday? Did you party it up big time? Did you guys stay in the uh, just kind of hang out with the family? How was uh, how was Super Bowl? 
I we kind of just hung out at home. Uh, no parties this year. Uh, we're kind of having a sickness running through the house, so we kind of just chilled and relaxed and watched a pretty good, pretty good game with an interesting halftime show. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> I was, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm okay with it. It's, 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 it's okay. Um, Mike, I know you had a party though, right? Uh, yeah, Sammy had a friends over, so we were swamped. It's actually Sarah's birthday uh, yesterday, so happy 17th birthday, Sarah. She uh, she had her friends over on Saturday night, and Sammy had her friends over last night. So it was a weekend of entertaining, but, you know, that's what we love. We love having the kids by us. Uh, I like keeping an eye on them. I love having them here. That's why we have, you know, the house and the setup that we do so we can entertain. That's, you know, something that Laura and I really enjoy. Um, so, you know... Me, personally, I kind of chilled out a little bit, but uh, Sammy had a bunch of friends over, and uh, that halftime show, yeah, you know what, I don't want to hear anything about it, because the women got, Ad- uh, was that, Ad- Adam Levine last year? Adam Levine yeah, last year, Yeah, so you exactly. know what, it's, it's yeah, our turn, so uh, next year you can have somebody else, but, uh, I, I gotta, go ahead. One of the coolest, sorry man, one of the coolest things uh, that I love, and it's my favorite line in all the Super Bowl, is that famous line we hear of, I'm going to Disney World. I love it. It's just love the it. best. And I love the fact that they literally don't give them time to shower. They're like, get on the plane, get to Disney. The mouse is waiting on you and have the parade. Would you guys ever go like plan a trip around Super Bowl to go and, and maybe see the parade? Especially let's say your favorite teams are playing, like the Vikings are playing or, you know, the you Giants, right, Mike? Giants. No, what, what a dream world. The Vikings Steelers, are right. playing. Yeah. <laughs> so would you guys go down there for that? Uh, nah, probably not. I would, I would, but I would, I would, I would never have to plan it. So yeah. the Vikings are never going to make it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, I tell you what, um, I, I got to tell you. So today we hit the gym again because dude, we're our, let's see, we are almost, we're outside of 60 days from the 10 K that I have said I'm going to run. And Katie, we go to the gym today, right? And I'm sitting there and I get on the treadmill and you ever have those days you feel really, really good and you think I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it hard. And so I was do- going like five and a half miles per hour, six and a half miles per hour. And then I got to eight miles per hour, like just doing like quarter mile sprints almost. And dude, my knees tonight feel like somebody took a sledgehammer and absolutely just crushed them. <laughs> Riley goes, why are you wearing things on both your knees, dad? I'm like, cause dad's old. So, uh, that was my day today. Um, guys, the one thing that I was able to experience and why we are here tonight and why we had our amazing buddy Rick Reagan on was, uh, you know, we all have our Disney bucket list. We all have our things at Walt Disney World that we want to accomplish. And uh, one of mine that I've been no secret to was eating at Victorian Alberts. And we, Rick and I, had an amazing, amazing dinner at Victorian Alberts. So tonight, we are going to take you on a deep dive. We're going to take you inside Victorian Alberts what to expect, what the food's like, our menu, uh, the you know, the leading up to the dinner, everything that you could, uh, you've always wanted to know about this this incredible uh, restaurant that's on Disney property. That look for me, it took me thirty six years to get there, and uh, and man, it did not disappoint. Uh, Mike, I'm going to start with you because the one thing Rick and I did was uh, we met up at the Grand Floridian, you know, previous uh, prior to our our. Our, our dinner and we went over to the new enchanted rose lounge when when they announced the enchanted rose lounge a couple like year and a half ago i guess it was it's been now year two years ago i i was a little bit taken back because i'm a huge fan of meisner's and for me i thought oh don't touch the grand floridian what are you doing how does beauty and the beast fit into this now you have not been there yet 
what are your expectations? And then Rick and I will give you our opinion on uh, on what this lounge is. Well, you know, being that I haven't been there, I did check it out, the videos and the pictures, and I really wanted to get an idea because, you know, you tell me they were going to go there. Uh, it's also one of Laura and I's favorite stories. You know, that's one of, you know, she always kids that I'm her beast. And, you know, so it's something that interests me. You know, we've eaten at Be Our Guest before. And I guess in my mind, I originally had it being like a Be Our Guest mini version, you know, somewhat, you know, over the top with the IP stuff. But when I was able to watch some of the videos and some of the pictures of that, I was pleasantly surprised because... It's almost subtle hints. You know, when you walk into the main entrance and that bar is right there, it has that that yellow chandelier that has that, you know, looks like Belle's dress, you know, and it's got the, the, the subtle hints. It's just the theming of it where it's not an over-the-top. It's still got that classiness atmosphere where uh, it just gives those little subtle hints. Uh, the, the forestry rooms and the... What, you, what did I miss? Oh, you didn't miss anything. Uh, I'm opening my menu for the for the dinner oh. tonight. So, and we'll get to okay. this. It's it's a great it's a great yeah. He was opening his it's, menu it's, and it's he got a, a big thing. smile yeah. on his face and I knew exactly it's what fantastic. he was looking at. So it, it's it's those it's those subtle it's those subtle hints that give the theming to it. You know, the forestry room, and then you go to the other room that I saw where the fireplace is and they have the bookshelves, and you can see the little bit of characters that are just kind of highlighted in the background. So I was very pleasantly surprised at the uh, classy touches to give it that Beauty and the Beast kind of theming without being an over-in-your-face kind of IP characters walking around, so to speak. And I'll tell you, for me, like, as someone who had a... It's almost like when they got rid of Wishes. You know, we got Happily Ever After. When they were getting rid of Wishes, I'm like... I'm picketing, like, you know. Same thing with Meisner's when they were getting rid of it because that... My small little history with with, uh, Grand Floridian because for me, Grand Floridian was the place I would never stay, you know. And then once I finally was able to do that... um, you know, I I loved the the the, the quaintness and and it just it, it was just you walked in and it felt like an old school like go in bourbon everyone it's just, I don't know it was just fantastic but Rick you and I uh, we meet up and we uh, we go to uh, actually I came over and picked you up um, Rick got to see my my amazing driving skills. Um, like Michael, you know, just <laughs> around Disney property. Um, and we headed over to the Grand Fleury. Now, when we pulled into the Grand Fleury, what most people need to know is that there's one thing included with Victorian Alberts, and that is valet parking. Yeah, valet parking for free. Uh, it is included with your dining. So when you pull in and you tell them, I'm here for a Victorian Alberts reservation, uh, they will valet your car complimentary of course you know we tip and 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 take care of the the drivers um but i want to get rick i want to get into your opinion of enchanted rose because there was one thing i didn't know and i think you had been there previously um that you introduced me to and that was the table side cocktails actually no we had never been there i'm just a very good observer yeah, an aficionado of tableside cocktails, <laughs> right. of tablesides and cocktails, both. Right, you just right, like both right, of those, and then you right. put them together, and you love it. Um, now, I couldn't remember if you got something. Uh, I don't think we did a tableside cocktail. No, we didn't. Um, no. When it was just us. But I was looking at them, and they were explaining the, the two sides. And one side was uh, love, and that was more of the uh, rose petal, the sweetness. And the other side was envy, and that was more of the apple, the bitter and I love how they played on those those two things. Um, as far as when you looked at the menu, buddy, what did you think, man? Because I know a couple drinks jumped out at you. I had my classic dirty martini I typically always have. But um, but what jumped out at you that evening? I can't remember what you had. Oh, I, I believe I had the old-fashioned. 
Yeah. But it's called something else, and I can't pull out the menu. But they, uh, it was so good. Seasonal Old Fashioned mm. with so, Widow Jane, 10 years straight bourbon whiskey, and house-made seasonal syrup and bitters? I believe that was the one. That looks delicious. It, um, I was a little shocked, too, man, because we were there at, like, 5.30. And the fact that we were able to walk in and grab a table immediately... And I think that has to do something with the size. So that's one thing I did not expect was how big this place is. Because when you're used to misers and you walk in, uh, it's it's really large. Um, Rick, tell us t- a little bit about the size of, of the lounge and how they expanded it. What they got rid of, you know, because you, you, you kind of knew the, the background with all that. Yeah, now when you walk in, it's it's almost like three separate rooms. Where you your main bar area where you walk in right away, and then there's a... Another little enchanted room off to the right, it would be, and then going through another door, and there's a, the, the hole, like Mike was saying, with the the bookshelves and the, li- the library they called it. So it's it's got to be like triple the size because it's it's gigantic. So that's I mean, getting a table there was not a problem for us when we walked in. And if you remember too, Meisner's used to be kind of tough sometimes because they only had really like twelve to fifteen tables in Meisner's. Um, so we're sitting there. And uh, this is when the experience starts. I don't know if maybe we just looked really, really dressed up to go to Enchanted Rose. Uh, because <laughs> we had we got up. We were getting ready to walk over to Victoria and Albert's. And one of the uh, staff, uh, the, 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 um, the cast members met us there and said, uh, we, we, we'll, your table's ready. We'll take you over. Uh, now, this was my favorite part of the entire dinner. And I got to tell you something. Rick Reagan is a genius, okay? Because this joke has played on ever since then. So we walk over to Victorian Alberts and we walk in through those beautiful doors right there. And there were a few cast members standing there and, and they welcomed us. And they said, uh, Mr. Rick Reagan, welcome. I uh, hope you enjoy your dinner tonight. Dr. Justin Souter, welcome. I hope you enjoy your dinner tonight. <laughs> and I look, I turned around like there was another Justin Souter in this restaurant. I'm, I'm looking. And I'm going, this, they can't be talking about me because I, I know what I look like and there, there's no way I could pass as a doctor. Katie literally spit on the back of my neck because she <laughs> laughed so hard. How did this all come about? Was this your idea the whole, all along? Well, of course. So what they, what they do is uh, once you make your reservation, about four or five days out from your reservation, they call you. Um, one of the major D's from the restaurant will call you because you get personalized menus when you get in there. So they want to make sure that spellings are all right in your names. And and as soon as that lady called me, uh, Dr. Justin Suter popped right into my head. Now, I didn't know you were a podiatrist. <laughs> that you, I don't know why you picked a podiatrist. But. So you have to. So, Mike, here's the whole thing. Mike is a... A Disney uh, survivalist at, at best, you know, like has the book bag, has everything in there. Look, all the way back to world, you know, uh, World War One. Healthy feet is important, and healthy feet at Disney <laughs> is one of the most important things that you can have. So, if you're going to be any doctor at Walt Disney World, a podiatrist is going to be one that most people will need. Um, it came to mind, and also I figured, Mike, if t- <laughs> I figured if I told people I was a podiatrist, they wouldn't ask questions. You know what I mean? And then I could get away with it. You know, like it's one of those things. That reminds me of the Seinfeld episode when George says he's a marine biologist and he's working <laughs> on the beach and there's a beached whale. And this is there a marine biologist here? And he says, and they're all looking at him because he was trying to impress the girl and he's telling him he's a marine biologist and the poor whale's dying on the thing and he can't, he's trying to push it back in the water. Well, that was pretty much what happened. You're lucky nobody came in with a foot emergency. 
I was just, oh, can you imagine if somebody just just started screaming, we need a podiatrist, I would have been in trouble. Um, yeah, man, I got the biggest kick out of that. And uh, and we, I just played along. I said, thank you very much. Uh, I'm here and I'm ready, ready to experience this. Um, I want to talk about the, the decor of the restaurant. You know, you can't, and unless you have a, I mean, you can see pictures on, online, of course, but to see it in person, unless you have a dining reservation, you know, you, you don't really go in there. It's stained glass. You can't, you know, it's like the, the hazy glass. You can't see through it. And I had never even been inside the restaurant before. And when you walk in, it's smaller than I anticipated. Um, it's how many, how many tables do you think are in there, Rick, in the main dining room? I think in the main dining room, there's only like 15 tables, I believe. And then there's another room off to the side that is what, what room is that? That one's called the Queen Victoria room. And that one, I think it used to only be two tables. And I think they have only four tables in there. That's it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, the one thing that I definitely, uh, noticed the second we sat down was how quiet it was it was so quiet in this room and the four of us sit down and it immediately went out the window if people in that (laughs) restaurant thought they were gonna have a quiet evening to themselves buddy it was over because we sat down to have a good time and our server walks up to us and he's from charleston so immediately we're like i'm like hey man you know what's up we're talking about you know different areas here around charleston and uh Dude, it, did you notice, Rick, that throughout the evening, the restaurant got louder because we got louder? Like, people had to get louder <laughs> to, to keep up. Well, yeah, up. plus we, we, we had to talk over that harp that was sitting right next to our table. That was very true. That was very true. <laughs> there is a massive harp player that sits in the middle of the room. Okay, Mike? Well, she's, she's, she's not massive. The harp is massive. The harp's massive. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's fix this. <laughs> and it, she comes out, I would say she comes out every 20 minutes and probably plays for 15, takes a little break, sure, yep. you know, does something like that. But she's really talented. And I, I told Rick, I was like, get up and go play that harp. Get, go over there. Go play that harp, you know? Like, it, it, it was one of those things. We had such a good time the second we sat down. Now, we got to talk about the menu, Okay. Uh, Mike, we're going to run you through this menu, and I want to get your opinion on each course, okay? Is it something you would look forward to? What would you not like about it? And we'll give you our experience piece by piece, line by line, and we'll go down through the entire uh, menu. Um, I would say this. Uh, Corey and Katie were not hesitant, but they they would let you know if there was something they didn't like. Correct? Correct. Yeah. And, and like, listen, this is, this isn't Corey's first time. This is her second or third time being there. So she kind of knew what to expect. Yeah. And if anybody has listened to this show before and you uh, have heard about my wife, my wife lives on a strict diet of Cheez-Its and Mountain Dew. So uh, her palate <laughs> is not exactly the highest uh, that we've ever seen. And so we sit down and like Rick was saying, look, you have your personalized menu and you get to keep your menu at the end of the night. And Dr. Justin Suter sits down and I open my menu and the first course um, was a mouge bouche uh, with imperial caviar. Um, how would you describe this course when it came out? When you first see it, um, foamy, foamy. That's it. <laughs> it was like all right, Mike. It's like a white foam on top. Then once you got below that, it was bits of dill um, with a black caviar 
or like caviar on the bottom with some sort of crunch. I don't know what the crunch was. Some sort it was of like, like a crouton or something. Yeah, and and it was small. I mean, it's literally you know like half the size of my fist is is how big this thing was. Now, in your head, what do you think? Salty with a little bit of tart. That's exactly yeah, exactly. And it was a weird texture, super strange texture because of the foam on top. Um, and I was shocked that Katie even took a bite. But she did. And then Rick and I were going. And Rick Rick got me nervous the second we sat down because he goes like this. You know, these courses are not the biggest courses. By the time you leave, you're so stuffed. You And then I have Katie passing me things. And I'm going, i got to save room. They're bringing bread. I was like, i got to save room. I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, Rick, if you were going to, I think we end up with like, let's say 10 courses. It'll make the math easier. Um where would you put our amouge bouche on the list? One to ten. Ten. One being the best, ten being the worst. Man, I don't even know. I don't even know if all ten courses I can get like past five because they're all so good. But they, it, it would probably, it was yeah. just so small. It's like a little palate cleanser type. So it's probably down there a little bit. I'd say probably nine. Yeah, that's where I was too. I'm kind of that way. It's towards it's towards the bottom. And you know what's funny was when it first when I first tasted it. I thought, oh my gosh, it's delicious. But as they kept coming, they kept getting better. Now, you talk about palate cleanser, right. Mike. All right, here you go, buddy. You're going to like this. You can you can take the boy out of Kentucky, but you can't take Kentucky out of the boy, okay? I go to sit down. They bring our first course, and they bring a breath mint. And they set it right next to me, okay? <laughs> and this beautiful little breath mint. And I think immediately, oh my goodness, okay, we're going to eat that to cleanse our palates. <laughs> first and i go to reach for it and the waiter walks over and immediately goes no 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 no! don't eat that and he pours hot water on it and it turns into a moist towelette <laughs> like to wash your hands with <laughs> so it was bathroom soap <laughs> it was i literally i literally was i could have opened a show on vegas in vegas if i had eaten that thing i would have been pulling out just just coming out of my mouth just you know just I would have had just oh, towels. So you know, funny. you see the guys like like pulling out the stuff out of their sleeves, you know, forever. Those little magic yeah, that sponges you put the water on and they expand. That's exactly what it was. Oh, That's okay. exactly what it was. Yeah, and we we all four of us, I think we almost fell out of our chairs. We were laughing so hard because the waiter's like, "Yeah, I could see you were going to go to eat that." <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's, I was he's probably saying this is the doctor that graduated in the back of his class. <laughs> Hello, Doctor Nick. Hi, everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was it was pretty bad. He, he's like a oh, podiatrist for sure. Um, so that was that was our first course. I luckily did not eat the napkin. I stuck with the uh, amouge bouche uh, caviar. Um, the now you can you can do add-ons too. Um, you can do the uh, international caviar tasting. Uh, we we didn't do this. Uh, I'm not a big caviar person. Like I, I've only had it twice now. I had it Victorian Alberts, which was the best caviar I had, and I've had it on at Palo on the cruise line um, during brunch. They have it, um, but mm. they do have the. I know, right? <laughs> it's like we're talking about like two mm. of the best things ever. Um, they they do have the caviar tasting uh, for the French Siberian Ocetra, uh, which is a half ounce. It's 143 dollars for a full ounce, 285. Um, for the American Snake River White Sturgeon, for a half ounce, it's 130. For the full ounce, 260. Uh, for the Royal Belgian Platinum, for a half ounce, 118. Full ounce, 235. For me, uh, ounce of caviar for 235 dollars. I just don't think I'm there. You know, I, I'm not not that big of a caviar fan. Um, now we move on to the next course. All right, Rohan Duck 
Badger Beats, and Kumquats. Are you a Duck fan, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I've actually, uh, it, it's going to sound a little weird, but a lot of the guys that we were in a hunting club and we do, uh, we have a big game hunting dinner and uh, Duck's one of the favorite things that I have when we have the end of the year, end of the season kind of uh, cook-off. How do you cook it? Do you do you do it just like on a grill or do you do it a, like, um, I've had Duck a couple times, but it's always been like at a ranch, restaurant, restaurant. But I, also you probably can't picture me out hunting and, and doing this. So. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So how do you cook it? Like do you just do it like on a flame or yeah, open yeah, flame? Yeah, open flame and similar and it's it's similar to a, like a chicken breast when you have it. It's uh it's very similar oh. to that. Um this was one of my favorites. Um uh Rick s- s- larger plate but the portion sizes were um smaller pieces of duck um with the fruits all around it. Um I really really enjoyed this and it had the I wish that we had our server with it cuz that was the one thing that really impressed me, man, was how knowledgeable the the cast members were, the servers that were taking care of us. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's and that like I said, the, the cast members make Disney, but they, they really, really make this restaurant. Oh, they they were there for us every second to say, Hey, here's this, here's this, here's this. Um I think just the the perfect acidity of of the uh um the little bit of fruit they had on there with the duck was was really great. I do like the fact that this restaurant, it's not, hey, we're going to get you in and out. Like, when you make a reservation, the table is yours for the evening. So it's not like, hey, we're going to do multiple seatings. Um, Rick and I were talking to uh, to a couple of the cast members there, and they're saying, no, no, no. When you, when you come in, the table is yours. It's yours for the evening. And uh, and we were there for about four hours and fifteen minutes for this for this dinner, um, which I think I needed every bit of it. I don't know about you to be able to take down every single course. Yeah, and it was it was worth it. Like it was, and the time flew by, which it is crazy. I couldn't by. even believe we were in there for four hours. Is that? I mean, it's four hours, and it, it just blink of an eye. Um, in between these two courses, you and I ordered beverages. Um, you. <laughs> You maybe ordered the greatest beverage I've ever tasted in my entire life. And it was the first one. Then you got the second one. But we're talking about the first one first. Mike, check this out. Rick, walk us through that first uh, drink with the candied bacon and how they presented it, what they did. It was it was awesome. It, well, it, it came out in like, it was almost like a table side cocktail. It came out in a couple of different parts. And then, yeah, you know, I, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was so good. It had like bacon infused bourbon with a piece of candied bacon and some other fancy stuff in a separate glass. Yeah, they <laughs> and the waiters. I don't know how they do it. I, they they took it was all pressurized. So Mike, they bring out two glasses, mm-hmm. right? One glass oh. um, has mm-hmm. the bourbon infused. The bourbon infused with the bacon. The bacon is sitting there for like six months or however long, um, and it has the bacon skewered through the top, and it's candy bacon. The other one is pressurized co2 pressurized something miracle juice is what we're gonna call it because (laughs) when you added it to it it was incredible the one thing that that we know on after this dinner is rick and i are not afraid to share germs because we literally like swapped drinks back and forth i mean like we were you know it was one big family sitting at the table and everything was game um it was incredible. I had ordered uh, another dirty martini, and I was, I was really mad at myself. I was angry that I had not ordered this drink. Um, then the next the next one comes out. 
This was Katie's least favorite and maybe my second favorite. And it was the Aura King Salmon, Black Sesame Tahini, and Dashi Broth. It was an Asian-inspired salmon with a broth. And then they brought out a separate plate of um, different things you could add to it. Dude, it was awesome. I mean, absolutely. That broth, if they poured it in a bathtub, I would just lay in it. For, for I mean, it <laughs> yep. was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, you're, you know what, Mike? I know that you're a huge fan of like Asian foods. Mm-hmm. Um, this would have been... I kept <clears throat> thinking about you guys when I was there, too. This would be one you would definitely be down for. You like salmon, right? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Oh, oh. And then I was really happy Katie wouldn't eat hers. <laughs> And that was the best part. Like, she didn't like it, and they brought her out something else. Yeah. Yeah, explain what happened, because that was interesting. So she didn't. She really hadn't eaten it. The waiter came by, and she's like, you you not like that? And she's like, nah, just I'm not a huge fan of uh, salmon. And so, like, he almost ran back to the kitchen, and the chef whipped her up that wild turbo, I think that was, and then she liked that. Yeah. She, she didn't know what it was, yeah. and she loved it. It was another fish. And uh, so they're, you know, they're, you know, for what you're paying, they're, they're willing to do whatever they can to make sure you like every single course. And if you don't like it, they're going to bring you something else until you do like it. Well, do you remember too, that the one, the first thing that <laughs> we're going to make Katie sound like a big pain in the butt on this, on this episode, the, uh, the first one, she didn't even say anything about it was the duck. Remember she didn't eat the beets and they ended up taking that plate back and he just showed back up with something. Mike and goes, here you go here try this and she goes what what is this and he goes the chef noticed you didn't eat the beets and he wants you to be happy <laughs> i mean so what 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 is supposed to be you know how you know however many uh um uh servings you're getting you end up with a lot more like you end up with like a lot of stuff that's not on the menu cuz throughout the evening he'll just bring out something and go the chef uh, whip this up want to try something new try this you know things like that so um our next our next one was uh Something that that you just talked about: the wild turbo, toasted capers, and preserved lemon. Hey, going back to that salmon, how good was that wasabi they brought? Up oh, that's there? right. That's the first time I, Mike. You're you're a cultured <laughs> New Yorker. Have you ever heard of fresh wasabi? Like it was, it wasn't the paste. No, I only have the the, the paste wasabi that I have with the sushi all the time. I've never had a fresh wasabi. Oh, so, and this isn't the wasabi that's going to burn going in and mm-hmm. burn going out. It was like it was so good. It had just enough spice. Like it was really, really, wow. really good. Yeah, it was. It, it was milder, but it was. I don't know. It was. It was very, very different. I'd never had it. Before. I didn't even know it existed. I mean, yes, you got to get wasabi from somewhere. Right? What was the consistency? It was more of a plant than it was a paste, like a leafy. When you say Rick, yeah, yeah, it was more like a ground up. It was like ground up plant. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't paste. It wasn't pasty hmm. at all. Yeah, more leafy, kind of ground, and then kind of brought together, congealed with just some sort of, might have even just been like water, like bringing it together, you know? Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely really, really different. I'd never had anything like this. I had never had a lot of this stuff before, and I'm an adventurous eater, um, and I, like I said, I was shocked Katie tried every single thing on the menu. Uh, then one thing that Katie really loved, that Corey wasn't a huge fan of because she's not a big uh, mushroom fan, was the veal cheek ravioli and the winter black truffles. Um, but Rick and I did not hesitate to help out in any way that was needed <laughs> when anything was left over. 
Um, now you got a picture. We've ta- we've gone over a couple of these things. We're almost two hours into dinner by now. Mike, would it be worth it to take an entire evening out of your Disney vacation to do something like this? Because you're looking at that's your experience for the evening. You know, like that's that's what you're doing. So you're not in the parks. You're it's a four to five hour experience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, the one closest thing that I think I've even done with this was, you know, having the Palo dinner. I mean, that that was, it's it's not to that level, but it was similar. But that was an experience, and especially doing that with friends, that was an amazing mm-hmm. dinner that we had that night. You know, that's 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 a dinner that we'll always remember and cherish because it was an experience. Yeah, it's not a ride. It's not a you know, it's not a Disney park thing, but it's definitely it's it's you're still on vacation. You know, it doesn't always have to be roller coasters and and you know theme park stuff. So I would definitely take time out of my vacation, time out of my park time to partake in something like that. Even if the kids had to kind of go off on their own, um, you know, we're, we're adults. We're allowed to have our own time too. You know, we work hard. And we're 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 entitled to be uh, you know treat ourselves too. So absolutely, I would definitely and something like that also. You said it's probably hard to get when you have 15 tables. So if you have that opportunity, seize the you know seize the moment. Let me ask you this, Rick. How hard was this reservation to get? Because you made the reservation. How hard was it to get? Uh, it actually, when I first looked, it was all booked up. But I just kept looking and kept switching dates. And I think I probably booked it, what, 45 days out, okay. 60 days out. I mean, the hard, the hard one is the chef's table. We didn't talk about the chef's table. That's another table that's in the kitchen. And that seats, I think, either four to eight people. And that one, you have to get at 180 days. Like, there is no doubt. This never comes available. Like, you have to be right on it or be a Club 33 member. Yeah. I probably know somebody who's Club 33. To get, and that, so that's that's my bucket list since I've done this three or four times now. Like, that, that chef's table would be fantastic. It's a totally different menu. Chef just kind of whips up stuff like as he goes, and it's it looks fantastic. I'm about to do a uh, chef's table on the Carnival Cruise. Think it'll be think it'll be the same? <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly the same. Yep. I leave on my. You'll, you'll be cooking. You're, you're the chef. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the what buffet does me an apron. Dude. <laughs> they're going to just give me like hamburgers. Try this one. Try this chicken nugget. Um, we, yeah, we leave on our our, our, our adult only carnival cruise here in a couple days, which uh, it's out of Charleston, so it's out of downtown. We we haven't done one in like 11 years. And um, I think that Riley is literally looking for new parents as we speak because we just did <laughs> Disney by ourselves. And now now we're turning around six days later and leaving on an adult-only cruise. So, uh, you know, but you know, she can find new parents if she wants. That's okay. Um, the next, uh, next one we did was the Durham Ranch Venison with Fuji Apple Compote and Pearl Onion Petals. I like venison, um, but it has to be cooked right. Now, I had zero thought that they would be cooked incorrectly. It was like, I, I mean, just perfect i mean just perfect first time katie ever had venison too she had never had it um now you guys you know mike i know you hunt a lot uh rick do you guys eat a lot of venison up there where you're at uh every once in a while i don't hunt anymore but once my uh my, my buddies would give me some venison sausage or burgers or something and I like it. It's good. It's good for you. Mike, you live on venison pretty much whenever you hunted there for a while, yeah, right? Yeah, we do chili. We do beef jerky with it. You know, we've done quite a few things with it. Laura's not a big fan of it. Um, she still can't wrap her head around it, but uh, I enjoy it. I like it, and uh, I tend to have quite a bit in the freezer. Yeah, that's that happens here. Like, I'll have buddies give me some, and it ends up in the deep freezer, which I don't know about you guys. Our deep freezer is like Narnia. Like, you... you something goes in there <laughs> i don't know what happens to it but i don't see it again for four years like it's just it's somewhere in that deep freezer um now the next the next one was my my favorite dish uh it 
you ever had one of those dishes or one of those drinks or something where it makes you sit back in your chair and just take a breath and go, wow. You know, like you, you there's no words for it. Um, the Australian Kobe style beef with celery root and pickled vegetables. Now, as good as that was, Rick upgraded for the table and did the uh, Miyazaki Japanese beef, uh, an extra 60 bucks. Rick, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the floor and describe what this beef was like. This one was number one with a bullet, like that. That's sixty dollars. I mean, that it must have been maybe two ounces of beef, mm-hmm. and they had it all nicely sliced, and it was medium rare, just like I had asked for it. And uh, I shared it with the table, which I, I regretted. <laughs> yeah, you could see him as I was staring at him, just making him feel guilty the whole time. Give me, 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 give me. And you you put this masterpiece in your mouth, and it just it's a piece of meat, but it just mel- it melts like butter. Mm-hmm, it, it did, and it was so I my taste buds were dancing, and they're dancing now just thinking about it. And then uh, so we shared it with the table. Even my my wife even tried a piece, and she doesn't she like hers hockey puck style normally, so she even tried it and she loved it. I think Katie loved it. Like it was it was worth the sixty bucks, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Well, and the thing about it too was. Uh, I don't know what they do to those cows, but that's the way I want to live life. Like, you know, I've seen the documentaries like Kobe beef where they, you know, they feed them beer and wine and massage them every day. Does that not sound perfect? I know you get slaughtered in the end, but come on. I mean, <laughs> life's pretty good. You got to marinate them from the inside out. Oh, that's a hundred. That's, that's what right. I tell Katie I'm doing now. Um, it's, uh, it, it was, it was, it was incredible, man. I've never had steak like that before. I've had, I've had really good Kobe steaks in Vegas before, but nothing like this. I mean, it was just, you take a fork, you touch it and it kind of just right through, um, just like warm butter. Uh, then believe it or not, Mike, I had to force him to take a second piece because he felt so guilty. <laughs> I'm sure, I believe it. I put another one on his plate and I'm like, you need to eat this. I did feel guilty. I was like, I can't, I can't take your beef. And then, you know, I did. Um, the, the next thing that comes out is we get the selection of cheese. Uh, they, and they make it sound so quaint selection of cheese from the market. This was not your typical cheese platter. This thing comes out and we'll post pictures in the group. Once this episode drops the, this thing comes out and it is, it's a trolley of cheese. That's perfect. Yeah, perfect explanation. A trolley of cheese. Yep. I'm not even a massive cheese guy. Like, I like cheese, but I'm not a massive cheese guy. I think I did introduce Rick to one of my favorite things, which is blue cheese and honey. Because they brought out fresh honeycomb. Mm-hmm. And it is incredible. I mean, just... The- I never had that. It was insane. It was so good. Oh, yeah. Blue cheese and fresh honeycomb. Right now, if you have a if you have a beehive in your backyard, go right now. Uh, not kids, adults, go right now. If your children don't do this, it's uh yeah, um, and grab some fresh honeycomb and try it with some blue cheese. Amazing. Um, then then we we finish up our dinner. We're at that time of the dinner where it's time for dessert, and they ask if we want coffee. And Rick, you would have thought they asked, "Do you want to go to Mars?" Because Rick had this look on his face like, "Do it. You got to do it. Get the coffee." And I said, "Yeah, I want coffee." It was like a Bill Nye science experiment getting coffee. Explain to Mike how they make their coffee. Because it's individual by the person, pretty much. Yeah, like one one little pot goes for two people, I think. And they, so they brought out two different pots. And the way they, they do it, they have this little Bunsen burner on the, on the <laughs> bottom of this first pot where all the coffee or the water's at. And the coffee grounds are in the second pot on top. There's the... It, 
like I said, it's a science experiment, and they and they actually have updated ones. When we were there last time, they had uh, like vintage, like these vintage coffee pots, and they're kind of the same thing, but this was more uh, more modernized than this one. But it's really cool to watch the whole process, and we took some pictures. So yeah, like Justin said, we'll post. Yeah, we'll post them all on there. But it it so check this out. So it it's like a Walter White experiment. It you turn on the Bunsen burner, right? And it heats, and then it goes up a tube, cylinder tube in the middle, and then it kind of flows down, and then goes back down into the into the base. But it but it sucks all the coffee grounds up. They stay on the top, and the water goes down, and it stays on the bottom. And then you get fresh coffee with no coffee grounds. It's nutty. I mean, it's literally, but it's delicious. And um, they have a specialty coffee there that they don't, you can't get anywhere else. They it's brewed specially, or it's made specially just for. Victorian Alberts um, by Joffrey's, and I, I want to get bags of that, and I want to just hoard it, you know. But um, but really, really good. And then our dessert was a chocolate banana mascarpone, um, you, chocolate and banana anything. It was absolutely perfect. I mean, I I loved dessert. It was just enough. It wasn't too much, not too rich. It was absolutely perfect. Um, I, I, Rick, through throughout the dinner, I think you and I we got lower in our seats, but our smiles got bigger as we enjoyed this dinner and uh, it really really was incredible mike you've got to do this some point buddy you've got to absolutely got to do this with laura oh yeah you i'm convinced you know we don't get we don't typically get to do those nice disney dining experiences you know because of the kids age you know we're always doing stuff with them and we're trying to make it a family thing but now that they're getting older and they can kind of venture out on their own it's definitely going to be something that we have on our radar uh i only wish we would have done it sooner you know and maybe had the kids go to uh you know one of the 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 clubs or one of the camps because uh from what i hear about it it was definitely it sounds pretty awesome and Rick, what do we? And your ahead. kids, your kids, your kids can go. I think the minimum age is ten. Yeah, it just changed it. Now, yeah. would I bring a, would I bring a ten-year-old there and spend two hundred and thirty-five no. bucks a plate? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would. I actually, I'd be more likely to bring Riley than I would Katie, because I think Riley would probably like right. it better. <laughs> you know, well, hold on a second. See, I, I got it. I get. I, I get. You know Katie. what? I, as much as as much as you bust on Katie, she I was going to say awesome. she did do awesome. Like, I, if I if I had never met her, I'd be like, yeah, this is a this is a lady that has great. Yeah, you know, taste. I ate with I mean, Katie you know. at Paolo, and she she did really well there. She ate everything. You make it sound like she's you know a chicken nugget and and, and frozen <laughs> pizza person, but uh, I live with her. She is. You know what she did last night? <laughs> One in the morning, we're watching TV, getting ready to go to sleep. And she turns to me and she goes, will you go make me some spaghetti? And I'm like, it's one in the morning. I, I will go make you spaghetti. No, she's, um, look, <clears throat> Katie likes uh, pizza, wings, and uh, and she's the first one to tell you that. But that really does attest to the fact of how good these chefs are. And the fact that you could take someone who doesn't have the palate that's an adventurous eater that doesn't want to go try caviar, that doesn't want to go do duck, you know, that doesn't want to go uh, with turbo and all, all these adventurous foods. And yet, literally, she cleaned her plate on most of them. So it really tells you, like, the standard of, of the dining experience is really, really high, even for those people who might not be an adventurous eater. And look, when I looked at the menu, I think Corey put it perfectly, too. When, when she said, look, when you look at the menu, you're like, I'm not going to eat half that stuff. But then you get it, it gets in front of you, and you're, it's just delicious. It all fits together. It's, it's like watching art on a plate. It really, really is incredible. 
And I got to work on my portion control here at home because I serve way too much food compared to what they serve. But you are, time the four hours are done, how full are you, Rick? I mean, you're you're done. Well, I asked for a wheelbarrow back <laughs> onto the car. They did not have that. That's one thing they don't have. Yeah, and, but and it was yeah. You're, but yeah, I think I think you're full, but you're not like you're not miserable, overly stuffed. No. Like you just you just feel you feel good. Yeah. Um, and then you know, as, as we leave, they present you with um, some chocolates and they in a bag, and they present you with your menu, which I am so glad I've got it right here, and I love that my menu says Dr. Justin Souter, <laughs> um, Victoria and Albert's 26th of January 2020 has the date on it, and uh, and what we ate because that's <laughs> that's the epitome of what this evening was. It was an evening with great friends. Uh, that we, we had fantastic food, great conversation, lots of laughs, and it all started with Dr. Justin Souter, uh, <laughs> provided by my good buddy Rick Reagan. And so I can't thank you enough, bud, for letting me experience that with your family. It was just absolutely the perfect evening. We had such a great time, and uh, and I just can't. It, it was it, it's a memory that I'll have for the rest of my life. You know, up there was standing in Walt's apartment. And, and, you know, uh, watching Riley go down Splash Mountain for the first time. There's a lot of Disney first that you always hold on to, and that's one of them for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was our pleasure. We really, really enjoyed the evening. Um, I tell you what, well, fellas, look, that is – we've gone through Victorian Alberts. We've spent time, uh, you know, going through the menu, telling you a little bit about what to expect. Hopefully you'll go out and experience this. But, Mike, we do something really special every week that I think we should uh, we should head into pretty soon. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm like I said, you guys are away. I was blessed with some amazing pictures. I know when this episode drops, you're going to be posting some pictures. And those pictures wind up in our amazing Facebook group. And you know what's great on our Facebook group is the pictures. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. So, hey, listen, since you're our guest this week, Rick, and we're so happy to have you, why don't you take this week's first pick of the week? All right. Uh, well, I'm going to take a I'm going to take a pick from our trip, actually. And I, and I didn't take it, so it's not really my picture, but I'm in it. And uh, I don't know if this one got posted on which page, but. It's Justin and I on the mine train, oh, staring yeah. longingly into each other's eyes. <laughs> oh, I love that picture. <laughs> it, it was ta- it was taken by our it's taken by our VIP tour guide, Dave, who's awesome, and uh, that might be my new screensaver. I think it was it's a lovely moment. It's I love that somebody posted like get somebody the way Justin looks at Rick, and you know you'll be happy forever because it is just a loving <laughs> just a loving day. Uh, Mike, you go ahead, buddy. Um, uh, you don't get you you lead us in, but you don't get to go very much uh, first. So go ahead. Well, thanks. Well, listen, we had a lot of happy birthdays this week. I mean, I think Michael Taylor had a birthday this week. It's just been one. I think Rachel uh, Rachel Barnes had a birthday this week. It's just been one birthday after another. But Brittany Dukes posted a picture, and there will be an upcoming birthday because something special is brewing, and they're gonna have a baby as well. So uh, that to me is gonna be my pick of the week. Congratulations, Brittany Dukes! Congratulations, guys! And it's funny you say that because my pick of the week is something very similar, and I gotta give a huge, huge congratulations and huge shout out to Clayton Chipperhand. He says I can finally announce I'm officially yes. gonna be a Disney dad. 
lots of Disney babies coming into the Disney Dads family. We absolutely love it. Guys, we're so happy for you all. There's nothing like seeing Disney through the eyes of your child. It never will be the same. It's so special to see them, uh, you know, even even as babies. Like, even when we would take Riley as a baby, just to watch her stare at the floats and the parades and the fireworks and just... It, it's just so special. So uh, we're so, so happy for y'all. Um, and, and we cannot wait to uh, keep up with the progress and, and, and see the little ones when they're here and uh, wearing their Mickey and Minnie ears. Yeah, great week for pictures. Tons of people down in the parks. I think the Irene Smith and their family, they uh, they snuck out and they're down in California. They're doing uh, Disney this week. So, yeah, a lot of great, lot of, lot of great pics this week. Fantastic. Well, Mike, uh, you know, there's something we like to do every time we have a guest on. It's uh, it's one of our favorite things, and that is a good old lightning round. Yes, Rick, so we're going to do a little lightning round with you because we love to get to know our Disney family a little bit better. And uh, Justin and I are going to throw some questions at you, and it's one-word answers only. So uh, when we, we pose you the question, you just whatever pops into your mind, you roll with it. All right, Justin, you want to start yeah. it off? Yeah, let's start off. Ready? Uh, let's do. Uh, let's start. I'll tell you. We'll start off super easy. This one's good. Favorite park? Disneyland. Hmm. Nice. I like it. Favorite table service restaurant? <laughs> Victoria and Albert's. No surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite resort? Ooh, Wilderness Lodge. Ooh, good one. All right. Favorite ride? Ooh. Haunted Mansion. Favorite mm-hmm. character? Mickey Mouse. Favorite Disney movie? Mighty Ducks. Oh, it's a great one. Uh, which I think they're re- they're rebooting, so that ought to be, that ought to be good. Um favorite yeah. favorite quick serve. Ooh, favorite quick service. Um Columbia Harbor House. Nice. One of my favorites. Uh favorite Disney snack. Oh, Mickey Oreo ice cream sandwich. Hmm. Where are those at? At every single ice cream stand. Are they really? <laughs> you always go for the Mickey you're, bar. You're, I just get a Mickey bar. I don't yeah, even look are, at the menu. The I Mickey just go bar. ahead and I grab a Mickey bar and I'm off to the races. All right. Uh, favorite Disney adult drink? All of them. Yeah, yeah I like those. <laughs> uh, favorite time of year to go to Disney? Anytime. Huh? All right. One store you have to visit every time you're at Walt Disney World. Oh, one store. Um, uh, man, I don't even. I can't even pick one store. Uh, well, I think now now it's going to be building the lightsaber because I'm probably going to have to build one of those every single time I go down there. How was that? Good. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. With my and my 11 year old got to do it, uh, Josh, and he just. I literally had a tear in my eye when he pulled that thing out. I was insane. Like, it was awesome to watch him do it. Mike, you doing it when you go down? Uh, yeah, I have a reservation for that. <laughs> I, I knew do. it. I knew it. I knew it. I do. knew it. Go ahead. Uh, either Mickey's Not So Scary or Mickey's Christmas. We've done both, and I would take uh, Not So Scary. Okay. All right. I'm going to take this one because this is me. Would you rather do 10 days in the park or five days on a Disney cruise? Is there a gun to my head? Yeah, you got to. Yeah, you got to do one or the other. I would take the cruise. Okay. New Soren or old Soren? Old Soren. Okay. Fantastic. And last one, favorite pool on Disney property? 
Ooh, favorite pool. That that Bay Lake Tower pool is pretty awesome. I like that one. Pretty though. great. We spent a lot of time there, man, for yeah. the uh, Disney Dad's yes, Cruise. That, yes, was, we did. that was a blast. Um, well, I tell you what, look, there's uh, – we Rick, for one, we got to say thank you for coming on because I needed someone here with me to uh, to talk a little bit about Victorian Alberts. And uh, Jay is still partying up hard down at Walt Disney World, so we're missing him. Been so great to uh, to see he's having a blast with the family. Some much needed uh, vacation time there um, for our Disney Dads family. Thank you guys for taking this journey with us to Victorian Alberts. We want you to, uh, of course, if you have not done it, come over and join the Disney Dads Podcast Facebook page. That's where we'll be posting all of our pictures from our dining experience. Um, great place to to meet everyone too. That's when we talk about all these people and where we get our pictures. That is where it's at. Um, the easiest way to, to find all of our stuff, though, is to head over to www.disneydadspodcast.com. You can find the links to all of our social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, you can find our personal emails and our show email, disneydadspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the one thing we'd love for you to do, too, is give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS. Uh, wow, I forgot our phone number for a minute. I've only <laughs> done this for three years. 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. Um, while you're doing that, leave a message, guys. We got the kids leave a message. Tell us about your trip, and we'll play it on an upcoming show. I think I've hit everything. And one last thing, Jamie and I went live in the Disney Dads Podcast Disneyland Facebook group tonight. If you're interested in joining Mike, Jason, myself, Rick, his family, tons of other people in Disneyland this July 15th through the 19th, going to have lots of fun out there. Get a hold of Jamie and I at show at awaywithmetravel.com. Uh I've just thrown a ton of information at you. I'm sure you caught it all. We appreciate you. Oh, and one last thing. Pick up your phone. Go to iTunes. Slap us five stars. Help us grow that Disney community. Reach more and more people around the world because we have one of the most positive Disney Facebook groups. We have one of the most positive Disney families around, and we appreciate you. Mike, Rick, so I can take a breath? Closing words? Uh, listen, more. I'm so glad you guys are back. Uh, I certainly missed you guys. Rick, I am super happy you were able to be on the show with us tonight. Uh, it's always great seeing you, buddy. Uh, you know, your family's great. I love being with you guys. I can't wait to see you guys in Disneyland. Uh, I know both Laura and I are looking forward to it. Our families are looking forward to it. Thank you for coming on tonight. It's always great having a special guest, and having you on tonight was an honor. Oh, thank you so much, guys. This is a, I mean, the honor has really been all mine. Um, haven't been a huge fan since the beginning, and and getting to hang out with you guys this summer and, you know, hanging out with two, two out of the three of you just the past week. Um, just, just amazing. I mean, your, all your families are so amazing and just to be able to hang out with everybody has been so great. Thank well, you. We, we want to thank you. Uh, that guys is going to do it for the free edition of the Disney Dads podcast. We thank you guys so, so much. Have an incredible, incredible week. Patron family, hang on. We're going to be right back with you really, really shortly to talk a few things. I've got some really fun stuff to talk about. Uh, something that happened today to me at Walmart that you guys are really going to get a kick out of. Um, an absolute disaster at Walmart. But we're going to talk about that a little bit in the patron group uh, for the rest of you. Have an amazing week. Spread some Disney magic. Have a smile on your face and keep it positive. We appreciate you. Until next time, guys, have a good night. Good night, guys. Good night. From Mike... Justin and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen, 
and bold enough to pursue. That dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.